Join Sean and Brad as they talk about sports and share a beer. From the east coast of Canada to the west coast of the United States. Over to you, boys. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Guys Beer Sports. I counted myself in. I counted myself in because... That's when I know where I, I always when I'm editing. That's where I know where I'm at there, Reed. And uh, yeah, you just you just ruined my you ruined my intro, but that's okay. We'll keep it because it just shows you how real the real deal that we are. Okay. Uh, yeah, you 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 don't you don't need the comment. You could just tell when I start getting smarmy because the pre-call. I'm, I'm you know I'm I'm your best friend, Reed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm full heel. <laughs> All of a sudden, the sultriness just comes out. Eh? A little salt there. Sounds great. So we are without Brad today. He's enjoying it right now in Hawaii. Having a He's great really time. Maui right now. He really is. Yeah. It must be nice, man. Leaving us all in the cold. We have to talk about sports while he's getting some sun and watching probably all the football he can handle. I don't know. He's so, out there wearing tank tops on ironically, you know, it's crazy. Right? That's unbelievable. Hey guys, welcome to another edition of guys, beer sports. Listeners, want to give a quick shout out to our sponsors. So, big shout out to Flyers Restaurant out there in Oak Harbor at the Route 20 and Whitby Avenue. Make sure you go check them out. They have great beer, all made there in the restaurant. Great burgers. You want to watch a game, you're in the Washington area, you're in the Oak Harbor area, go there. Secondly, big shout out to Bodega Brawl. Hey, they got more games that are out there right now. It's a great Christmas gift. Make sure you go to Bodega Brawl on Instagram, on Facebook, bodegabrawl.com. Order yours. Make sure it's a great gift. Lastly, for your manscaping needs, go to Smooth My Balls. Let me tell you something. Reed's top of his head, I guarantee you, is not the same as down there. Smooth my ball. Drapes. I got that's floors right. down there. That's right. So make sure you go to www.smoothmyballs backslash guys for your sports. Get your 15% off all your manscaping needs. Reed, it's great to see you, buddy. You too. Two weeks in a row, back to back. It's unbelievable, man. I mean, I, I always look forward to our conversations. Um, you're, you're entertaining, you're delightful, but at the same hand, I'm handsome. Yeah, and you can say the stuff that uh, all of us think, but we just won't say it. So. That's right. <laughs> You're a free a little, spirit. A little bit of country, a little bit of rock and roll. I love it. Man. So, Atlanta Braves wins the World Series. Congratulations to them. Thank you, Atlanta. Yeah, yeah, big boy Thank was you. celebrating. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Excellent. A, Anthopolis. He was with the Jays. who's trying to build something here. Didn't resign him. He went over to Atlanta. He built something there. Good for you. Good for the Braves. Looks good. Everybody good, else is good, good for America. It's good yeah. for America. You know, we don't need the we don't need the Astros winning any uh, any more hardware. <laughs> Man, but uh, you know, I'm I'm glad that's all wrapped up though because now it gives me a little bit of extra sleep there and I'll concentrate more on the football and hockey and basketball right now. Um. We're still very early in the basketball season. Uh, I saw Milwaukee ended up losing yesterday. Like they, they were in the lead and they ended up dropping that game. That was crazy. But uh, big stuff in the world of the NFL right now. I was amazed. Of course, it started off with uh, Aaron Rodgers <laughs> contracting COVID. 
And then all of a sudden it's like, you know, what did he say? He said something like, what didn't say he was in that? He didn't never said he was, he was vaccinated, but he ended up saying like, I've taken something or something like that. Like something to the, to the things where you might think that he might've been vaccinated. Yeah. He's like, no, I'm good. good. Don't worry about it. I'm I'm all set. And like, and like what I loved is like, you know, last, last week you're comparing him, like saying that he was like the most blackest guy on the, uh, on the green Bay Packers roster. That guy is the green Bay Packers. (laughs) (laughs) I'm there going to myself, like, you know, like he doesn't want to take the Johnson and Johnson because of all the side of uh, side effects. Right. And he has some sort of stroke. I got that. Yeah. You can't blame the guy. Uh, (laughs) He has some sort of allergic reaction to mRNA. So he just so happened okay. to get COVID, probably from hugging Matt Nagy. <laughs> <laughs> Matt Nagy strikes again. Yeah, yeah. Probably from hugging him, he got COVID. And uh, now the Bears are going to lose their second game of the season. I don't know. Unless Jordan Love comes out there. Because that's, that's your future. That's a window into your future. Green Bay. Yeah. Yeah. Like if you're a Green Bay fan, if I'm if I'm a Packers fan, I'm not sure I love that. They're they're gonna have to do something else in the draft, I think. It's scary to think that, and 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 I don't see Aaron Rodgers signing back with Green Bay after this season. He already pretty much made it pretty crystal clear that this is it. Yeah, and the the whole Tom Brady fiasco um, that just that just kind of opened the door for a guy in his position to say, "Give me more power." Give me all the power, or I'll go somewhere where I can get all the power. Um, it's important for Green Bay to really look at the board and see who needs a quarterback, and and tread lightly with this situation because you're not going to Green Bay is not going to solve this with money. Aaron Rodgers has plenty of that, right? Yeah, you can't you can't just open up the checkbook and, and think you're going to get him to resign. So they're going to have to they're going to have to hand over a lot of power to him, or potentially see him go somewhere they really don't want to see him go. Because that, that boy can still play. Yeah. Right. We're not looking at like this is his last season of, of, of being a starting quarterback. It's like he can go there and he can, he can, you know, rain an unholy hell on wherever, uh, wherever he ends up. So, and he doesn't need much talent. Doesn't need much talent on the other side of it. It's just as long as he can think and dunk to somebody and he has a good running back, he'll be all right. Yeah. We looked at a situation where there was no Devontae Adams and we thought, well, that's it. And, uh, he showed, not quite. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Like he had his own thing going on there. It's like, no, nah, I'm winning this game. Randall Cobb. You only need like five yards, Randall Cobb. I'm going to throw you uh, three touchdowns or two touchdown passes. No yep. problems. <laughs> five yards, I think 10 yards. I think he had all together, but he had two touchdown passes. It's crazy. That's all it takes. Yeah. That's red zone efficiency. That's it. Um, when I look at this and I'm thinking, like you said, Tom Brady, and these elder statesmen that are quarterbacks and have a good mind for the game. Yep. Does it make you sit there and go like either I'm a GM and really I have the easiest job because this quarterback is telling me who to get <laughs> or uh, does it make the GM obsolete? You know, if you have a quarterback making these calls. So, I mean, we've seen in the NFL, the, the need for a GM is, isn't that big, right? We've seen what Bill Belichick was able to do in new England. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it's not a super critical role, but I think with what a, w- with letting a quarterback kind of quarterback the situation, you're going to see more of a win now mentality, right? Win as soon as possible, win now. 
versus a GM's trying to build something that's going to be long lasting. I think it's a different, different type of mindset. Right. Right. And for fans, you know, do you want to see your team go out there and, and, you know, potentially win a Super Bowl in the next year or two, and then, you know, be awful after that, be tied up in bad contracts. That's the stuff that the GM's thinking about that the, you know, the players on the team aren't necessarily concerned themselves with. They just want right. to win now. They want to win during their contracts. They want to win during their prime. They're not worried about sustaining the organization for the next, you know, decade. So right. it, it's, it's kind of a tug of, tug of war there. And, you know, people don't like delayed gratification. They want to win now. So I think the fans always kind of take the, the player's side on that kind of thing. But it is tough because the GM does have to think about the, the pocketbook, right, the ownership. Um, they have to answer to all those people. Someone in Aaron Rodgers' position, he's not worried about that. He's like, I, I only got a couple more years. So I want to. I want to win a title or two. Right. So, well, that, it's that, funny that can cause you long term and set you in a bad bad place for a long time. Yeah, it's funny when you say that win now attitudes because it's like all the teams that I really cheer for. Uh, it's never been a win now attitude. It's been rebuild, rebuild, rebuild. Yep. Buffalo Bills finally look like a pretty good team. Toronto Maple Leafs, I think, I mean, I don't know. Like, if this season falls apart, it's going to be rebuild 3.0, 4.0. I mean, I've lost count. Um, it's 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 kind of like uh, there are certain teams, like, I mean, I'm sure Boston, they expect it. They expect it in Boston. Yep. You know, they expect it in Los Angeles. They expect it in uh, New York. Although Those are, market, those are markets you have to win in. Uh, yeah. You have to win in. Because if you're not winning, you know, you're, you're talking premier cities in the country. You have yeah, to win. Absolutely. So, I mean, yeah. So, we have the Aaron Rodgers thing going down. Yeah. You're looking at uh, Jordan Love having to take over the game. It's, uh, it's going to be scary. It's going to be scary for Green Bay. And who knows how long Aaron Rodgers will be out, too, because of his uh, vaccine status. I mean, I, I, I guess Cole Beasley is still playing. So, therefore he should be able to come back. I don't know, but that's just my they're, thought they're on that. It's weird. They're kind of talking about this, like, we don't know what we can do here. You know, uh, are you willing to keep a guy like Aaron Rodgers off the field? Because you have to think about the NFL as a product, and he's mm -hmm. a major part of that product. Absolutely, you know, and lot, especially this season. Yeah, <clears throat> and the quality of your product is going to dip when Aaron Rodgers isn't taking the field. So, um, yeah, he, he again, he, he kind of holds all the chips here. Um, yeah, he knows that someone wants to see him suit up and, and play. Absolutely. You can't keep a guy like that off for multiple weeks without, no. without a real injury or anything like that. No. And now just moving over to the ever crazy drama that is the Las Vegas Raiders. Oh, oh my gosh. What a dumpster fire that is looking like. Like you have, you lose your coach to emails that happen what, 11 years ago, 10 years ago, when he was probably... When I was, when I was in diapers. Yeah, like when he was uh, on Monday Night Football, probably talking to his brother who was coaching the Washington yeah. football team at that time. And now you have Henry Ruggs. Henry Ruggs it, it, crashing, like dr drinking and driving. You see the other charges that they laid on him with possession with a firearm. So he's driving drunk, possession of a firearm. The the victim, which is a female and her dog, ends up burning alive in the in girl that. in her twenties. Yeah, uh, I don't understand this day and age. You're a superstar. Why can't you get an Uber? 
why can't you get a cab? I, I, I don't even get it. I don't even understand. And, and, and talk about like all this in the same season for the Raiders. Uh, how does this team go on? Well, all I know is uh, John Gruden's like, well, I'm not the big news. Uh, <laughs> so probably sending a fruit basket to Las Vegas jail um, for yeah. Henry Ruggs and, and probably sending one to Aaron Rodgers too because he's he's no longer in the ether of uh, of our short, narrow attention spans. But Henry, what are you doing? You know, you're in a Corvette. You're doing 156 miles an hour. Collision happened at 132 or 127 or something. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, yeah. I can I can afford Ubers, and I'm making, uh, you know, just this much of what that guy makes. Yeah. It's a, it's the a decision-making, it, like, everything about it was just, it was so reckless and so, you know, and, and again, he could have hit a telephone pole and I'd have the same reaction. This is obviously much worse because somebody died. Yes. Um, you know, there's a family coming into the holidays now that's not going to see that girl. Yes. At the, at the, at the gatherings, right? <clears throat> You know, dreams never disgusting. realize all that shit. It's like, just for what? And I heard, like, with all the charges that are racked up against him, he can, he's looking at 46 years. Oh, yeah. And it's like, if even if he gets half of that, it's still not enough. It's still not enough. Like, it, it, your career is now burnt unless somehow – and I don't think the NFL can – or the Raiders or anybody can dance around this. There's not enough money to throw at anybody for this, you know, uh, I think that sense of privilege. I mean, I just don't get it. I, I don't get it. You're making and, that and, much and, money. Yeah. And, you know, you have, you have an entourage, right? I, you know, again, I, I don't make that much money. And I have an entourage of people that are like, no, you're not getting in that car. You're not making this bad decision because it could affect you and someone else negatively. Um, like, give, <laughs> just have a buddy, a sober buddy, a designated driver, Uber, taxi, walk. You're a super athlete, right? You know, like figure it the fuck out. Um, you know, I, I, I always look at these situations and it, it looks like an impulse control thing, right? And I, I'm not going to sit here and pretend that this only happens to super athletes, right? People die every day in, um, you know, vehicular situations, usually involving alcohol. Mm -hmm. um, it's, it's not unique to super athletes. And that's, that's some of the, the, that's some of the rhetoric I'm hearing these days uh, around this one is like, oh, you know, spoiled and, you know, whatever you think you can get away with anything. It, it happens everywhere. There's there's guys that in IT like me that get behind the wheel and kill somebody. Right. But it does seem like it's an impulse control thing. When you do have that much visibility, you have that many eyes on you. Um, you're you're in a public position. You do have to be better. And I, I, I was I was kind of like, look at this and think, is this a CTE thing? um does does that come into play here like the impulse control issue you know because that, that's that's one of the big uh you know major symptoms of that is you have yeah. major impulse control but you know, i mean I, I don't know because like yeah nobody, nobody's it, that's you, if you're smart enough to fucking get it together to where you're getting on an nfl team you know what i mean like but the thing is i think i think you hit the nail on the head there when you said that there's people still i mean like you know we work great at jobs and we know people that get behind the wheel you know like we hear of it I don't know yeah. them personally, but we hear of it. Oh yeah, we're in and the, it's just yeah, like we're, we're, I was in the armed forces. You're in the armed forces. Yeah. We see it all the time with our our cohorts. Exactly, and you sit there and just scratch your head, going, "What the hell?" Because you know you should always make a plan out there. And 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 secondly, 
with the Raiders going forward, I, I'm this season just seems like just one big loss, really. I mean, you, you have a Which blemish because they they started off really hot. They right? did. They had everything in the line. Everything was going their way. Casey was playing miserably, right? <laughs> you know, it was like this was this was their opportunity, and Bolden. the wheels started to fall off. And yeah, and this is this just goes back to something I always say: it can always get worse. Right. Yeah. Look at the Gruden situation. Like, oh, how does it get any worse than that? Well, you know, well, star receiver goes and kills someone yeah. behind the wheel drinking. And then I, I saw another one here about uh, Damon Arnett facing a separate lawsuit of alleged hit and run of a valet. Again, from the Raiders, it's like, ay, ay, ay. Like, everything's just coming out in this team. It's, it's, it's disgusting. It's horrible. And. Even if you make the postseason, you make the playoffs. There's a blemish on your season now. I mean, your season is tainted. It's oh, like and you know the the unfortunate thing is we've seen this kind of uh, you know these incidents happen before in other organizations, and then it, it just happens again. Yeah, right. Now, yeah. fortunately, in in three or four weeks, you know someone's gonna have a big game. We're not gonna be talking about this anymore. But someone died. You know what I mean? That's like, exactly that's, it. That's the fucking that's the heartbreaking thing is this is this is where our attention spans are so small right we're gonna move we're gonna move past this and like nothing ever happened and mm-hmm. that's that's really unfortunate and you know i really hope to god that management and coaching and executives in the nfl are looking at this and being like we have to be better we we do have to be better because again this happens yeah. everywhere but you you do have to be better than everybody yeah. else right like you know, you, you know, you know what the sad part? The sad part, though, Reed, is that you're probably right because of the news cycle that keeps going. Um, things are happening all the time, and and you're right. Probably in two weeks, we're not talking about this anymore. No, nope. and, and fuck Joe Biden and and all that other crap. Yeah, it's it, it, this is something that we should still be able to look at and just go, hey, like the NFL, I'm sure is going to learn from this. But you keep thinking they're going to learn from all their mistakes, are right? They? You know, because about everything, Ray Lewis, Ray Rice, like, yeah, it's like over we, and over and over. When you talk about the Baltimore Ravens. You're not talking about that. You're talking about, you know, uh, fucking Marquise Brown. You're talking about Lamar Jackson. You're not talking about their their incidents and how poorly they were handled. You know, and that the, that stuff didn't happen that long ago. No, no, so. that, that, that was just that was just a short little while ago, maybe six years, five years ago. No, uh, after 2012, I'm not mistaken, the Super Bowl there. Yeah, so shortly when after someone that, does something, someone does something horrible in one of these positions. There's life for them after this. You know, look at That's Dan right. Hardy; he committed atrocious crimes um, against his spouse there, and he's got a fucking big career in the UFC now. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's it, and I know people that root for that guy. Yeah, and it's it's like I wish the worst of the world upon him every time he steps into that cage, and I never yeah. do that with anybody. And um, you know, it's it's. I, yeah. I really don't have anything else to say on it. It's disgusting. No, it is disgusting. Completely senseless. Um, lastly, uh, OBJ got cut. Yeah. <laughs> um, how we much do you think? That shit. Man, how much do you think of this as a Kevin Stefanski kind of move? Because just like I inherited OBJ, try to make it work. Not happening. Or how much of it is a Baker Mayfield issue 
I don't, I don't blame, I don't blame OBJ for shit right now, honestly. Yeah. And I see a lot of people saying, "There's a contract. You play. You do your job." Fuck you. If yeah. I if I sign on with a company and there's somebody who's fucking my life up, the the amount of times that Odell Beckham Jr. is open, wide open, and he's not getting looks, mind blowing. Yeah, like, but, that oh, guy, you can throw but, that guy in double coverage and he's gonna make it work right. half the time. Right, but you, you, know? you kind of have to have a quarterback that's not afraid to throw it down like that. Don't forget, too, that Baker Mayfield and Josh Allen, I believe it was at the college senior, uh, whatever, the senior bowl before you yeah. get drafted. They were throwing side by side, and Baker was the number one guy to go, right? Josh went down yeah. on the draft thing. But the thing is, though, is that Baker had to move himself away from Josh because Josh had a cannon. Yep. And, and, and you see that, it's just like, you know, okay, Baker, yeah, sure you're polished, sure you're this, sure you're that, but you cannot throw that ball all the way down. And I think that's what's happening. He's trying to hit OBJ all the time, and uh, you just didn't have the arm strength to hit him. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe some guy from Cleveland is going to be able to tell me differently, but if you can't utilize your top weapon yeah. because you're just not – I don't want to say he's not a good quarterback – but he's not I a good quarterback. I think, that, I think that'd be a fair assessment right now. You know what I mean? Like, he's he's not that good. I know that in Cleveland, he's he was a second coming when he came in, right? Yeah. I mean, you you blew you blew a pick on Johnny Manziel. Like, you, you blew a number one on Johnny Manziel. You couldn't make a trade for A.J. McCarron, if I'm not mistaken, yeah. or, or who the heck was that quarterback from Cincinnati? I believe it was him. And then, uh, yeah, you, you couldn't make that happen. And then you draft Baker Mayfield, and he takes over from uh, Tyrod Taylor, and he looks great. Yep. But, yeah, he can't throw that ball. And so nope. OBJ now is open. And I wouldn't be surprised somebody just takes a one-week one week contract on him and just sees where it goes from there, you know? Yeah, and you'd be, it'd be dumb not to. And you look at the waiver wire right now, who's, who's up there? You know, you got Detroit with number one waiver priority. Um, you know, they do well to jump all over that because Jared Goff does have an arm. It's not accurate, but he can he can cut it loose, and they have a real need for a guy like that that can you know kind of open up the field and, and keep the the secondary off uh, honest. Mm-hmm. Um, he's gonna go. He's gonna be successful somewhere else. You know. Yeah. And yeah, he's he's a he's a prima donna. He's a diva. You know, he's a bit of a baby, but he's also a wildly talented receiver. Um, and he's in a very frustrating situation. And I think, you know, looking from OBJ's standpoint, I, I never thought this guy would be getting released, you know, getting waived. No, like I know. It, what, what a fucking season we're having if we're talking about this. <laughs> it's so crazy. But he's, he's, it's, it's going to be a net positive for him overall. Um, he'll go somewhere where he'll get all the looks. He'll get the stats. Um, he'll get the numbers and, and, you know, maybe not win a title or anything like that. But yeah, he'll, he'll get his. Right. And, and Cleveland, again, is going to have to sit there and look at their organization and be like, what are we doing? What are we doing here? <laughs> you know what? Realistically, I, if, I'm, if, I'm, if I'm ownership there, I'm, I'm like, tell Baker to figure it out. He's got a week or two. If not, I'm, I'm dumping him because that kid's not winning any games. <laughs> well, you know, you know what? It's funny, right? Because it's like, um, you know, OBJ's gone. We didn't talk about him. But Aaron Rodgers, we talked about, and we talked about Derrick Henry last week. Derrick Henry's yeah. now gone for the season. Aaron Rodgers out. Are we kryptonite? I don't know. 
you know, uh, like yeah. I talk, I talk the, him up. I'm like, I, 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 I somehow won all my fantasy matchups where I had him starting, uh, but it's not looking good. I picked no. up Jeremy McNichols. I'm like, that guy's not Derrick Henry. <laughs> Did you go after Adrian Peterson? It's... No, not yet. No. It's like Adrian Peterson's not Derrick Henry. Derrick no. Henry's Derrick Henry. Uh, that's a. And who would have thought a team like Tennessee Titans has Julio Jones and Adrian Peterson? And it's like, well, AJ Brown. <laughs> Yeah. It looks it doesn't look like a great season, really. Still, you know what I mean? It's like, oh my gosh, that's it's... that's Tannehill's security blanket, you know. Like, um, again, you can you can keep secondaries honest with uh, being able to hand off to a guy like Derrick Henry. You yeah, know? and now you, you've lost that. And I know you're about you're about to see reality <laughs> set in. It's it's gonna be it's gonna be scary for them because they were like definitely a strong contender in the AFC, and now you lost Derrick Henry. All right, uh, let's see what you do. Um, good luck, yeah, like you said. I don't, feel, I don't feel. I don't feel bad. They got. They got all that whiskey and uh, the honky tonks and, and good food. They'll be fine. You know, they'll be Nash- fine. Nashville Predators. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And the Memphis Grizzly. You. You'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> Best of luck to you. Maybe. Maybe sit up. Maybe. Uh, maybe go outside. Stop watching TV this season. That's it. <laughs> this season's over. <laughs> it's over. <laughs> I wish him the best. Oh my gosh. Yeah, man. Um, I want to get into the uh the week's matchups, but we'll get into that later though. But wow, that was a lot to unfold. Like a lot to unfold already, and we haven't even touched anything else. That's crazy. Yeah, heading into uh, week nine, and you have that much drama and it seems like every week it's like, is it going to get any worse? And then it does. And you're like, good Lord. <laughs> Man, hockey's in full swing. Oh, yeah. I want to touch I want to touch on this one thing here. Carey Price, back, suited up, Monday. So Couldn't come any sooner for the Habs. Right? Uh, the Habs looked horrible. And I, I hope he didn't skimp out in his own uh, – therapy and recovery i really hope he's good to go because i just i wouldn't want him to feel like oh my gosh look at my team they suck right (laughs) i have to get in there um that's that's the concern right now is he is he rushing back you know that's it right try and put out a fire listen mark bergevin owes you nothing okay (laughs) that guy he he could go down with this team he built this team Man, they were talking about Cole Caulfield, Cole Caulfield. That's all I heard throughout the whole entire playoffs, Nick Suzuki, Cole Caulfield. Well, Cole Caulfield's down in the AHL right now. And, and what a bitter, bitter young man. Eh? He just took the Montreal right. Canadiens off his Instagram. Bitter young man. <laughs> it's like, what is this, dude? You, you came up through college. And then yeah. you're playing in the postseason. You didn't play one game in, in the maybe one or two. But then you're in the postseason. You go to the Stanley Cup. Do you think that this is the way? This is your pathway. You're not Wayne Gretzky. You're not Connor McDavid. You're not any of these guys. You're Cole Caulfield. Played for Wisconsin. Yep. Yeah. Like, calm down there, buddy. Jeez, Montreal sent you down for a little bit of seasoning, and that's what they do. I'd hate to see him become a Victor Mete, but I am happy to see Kerry Prey suit up. Uh, not so happy if they're playing the Leafs, you know. Yep. 
No, my, you, and you know what? It's the the guy you didn't mention that's my favorite thing to watch about um, Montreal hockey right now. That feels gross to say as a Bruins fan. But, I know. I'm sitting there like scratching my head. What, you, what did you just say? What, what in the I, world I, I did I you love, just say? I love, watch, I love watching the Habs games because of one man, Nick Suzuki. He's that a great player. He's fucking wholesome, and he is just balls to the wall. He's not a big dude, and so he just gets under everybody, and he just makes it look so good every time. Well, and, look at uh, look at so that was really the greatest thing about the trade for uh, who was it? The old captain there from Montreal. Uh, uh, they traded him to Vegas. Uh, oh, uh, Max Pacioretty. Yeah, Pacioretty. Yeah, Patches. Like like Tatar is not even there anymore. You know, in nope. in Montreal. So really, it is Nick Suzuki and. Man, he's developing into a great, great stud for them. Quietly. Uh, yeah. And, and yeah, I hate to say it too, but he is a good hockey player. And, you know, that's, that's, what, uh, that's what Vegas gave up. But Vegas yeah. is getting Jack Eichel now. And yeah. I don't even know if he's going to pass. He's going to pass his medical or not. I have no idea. They're letting him get the surgery he wants. I, I looked at that trade. It was a lot of picks, a lot of future yeah. considerations that they moved for him. <clears throat> So they obviously believe in him. I think, I think Vegas has the roster to kind of smooth out any bumps they might experience with the Jack Eichel uh, trade. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they're set up for a long time to be successful. Um, and I, I really just can't wait to see Jack Eichel back on the ice. Long oh, yeah. Short. That's really they, what it's all about. They had to get rid of a first-rounder, a second-rounder, and a player there as well in that deal, which, I mean, it sounds fair when you think about it. Jack Eichel came in the same time with uh, what's his face there. Now he was in Winnipeg and now he's in Columbus. Uh, I keep forgetting his name. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He didn't pan out as great as we thought he'd be. He's he's got fin- ten points finished. already though. Yeah, he's got ten points already there. Uh, I think something like ten points. He's he's up there in scoring. Uh, he's doing not that bad. Why well, kind of think of his name? But he came in with him and Austin Matthews. They all came in together that dra- uh, draft there. Now it's gonna drive me nuts. Oh, it's gonna drive me nuts. But uh, you know, you, you're looking at that, and it's like Patrick Line. Nah, that's Lainey. it, Line. Yeah, Line. Yeah, and, and it's like you know, okay, like Jack Eichel was a guy too. That I mean, he was supposed to bring Buffalo to that next level, right? But Buffalo just seems like it's just poorly run. What a poorly run organization. The guy run. he wanted a surgery. The way he wanted it, it's your body. What the heck? You're not going to pay body. for it. You're not going to pay for the neck surgery that he it's wants? Not, it's not just his call, too. It's like, you know, he's seeing his doctors. He's seeing the team doctors, and the team doctors are probably just like, oh, we need him back in the ice as soon as possible. His doctors are probably saying, like, if you want a longevity of your career, yeah. which is good for Buffalo, it's good for Buffalo. But Buffalo doesn't, doesn't like doing what's good for them for some reason. No. They, handled, they handled Ryan O'Reilly terrible. Like that guy was scoring four points a game for a piece there. And they just like the contract negotiations, it was disgusting with him. It's like, what, what do I have to do to get some respect around here? Yep. It's crazy. And he had had to go to St. Louis. That's what he had to do. He had to go to St. Louis. It's like, and look at what St. Louis did with that. Yeah. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Season cups, season after season. So Buffalo is the Cleveland. (laughs) Buffalo's the Cleveland right now. Of the NHL, it's the just NHL. you know their 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 structure, the way that they're running that team, it's is a joke. It's a joke yeah, over the, there. The, the NHL history is mired with poor ownership and poor management decisions, 
and Buffalo's now, you know, you just think about the history in Buffalo, um, you know, some of the great lines of hockey, you know, suited up in Sabres uh, uh, unis and it, it, you're not, you're not just hurting your fan base. You're not just hurting your chances to win, but there's so much tradition in, in the NHL. There's so much tradition in hockey. It's all about that. And the superstition and stuff like that. And they're just kind of spitting in the face of all of it. And it's like, look at all the talent that's come through Buffalo. Like you said, it's, it's yeah. ridiculous. It, it, it's a, it's a, it's a whole entire, um, just a, a bag of riches that they've had come through that organization. McGillney, Lafontaine came there. Um, yep. You know, that, and we're talking about there. Then you talk about Jack Eichel. Now you're talking about uh, O'Reilly there. It, yep. it's 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 disgusting to think about it and they just don't know what they're doing i thought the Leafs don't know what they're doing these guys really don't know what they're doing you know oh no yeah no the Leafs, the Leafs <laughs> like a a well-oiled machine compared to next yeah. to like, and, you like, know they're the scapegoat now you know you yeah can say, hey look we're not we're not buffalo <laughs> <laughs> you look over the fence there and, and then you guys are kissing cousins nice and close so Oh yeah, you'd be yeah. like, "Hey, we're not those guys." Man, Dominic Kastrick, another yeah. one. Yeah, you know? yeah, that's crazy. Um, yeah, so we were looking at all that. Oh, wanted to finish up because I pointed you to that goal last night. Edmonton is on a tear. I don't even know how they lost a game. You have two players, twenty-three and twenty-two points with uh, Drysidle and McDavid. You know. They're on a tear this season. They're they're doing stuff like like early nineties scoring. You know what I mean? Like it's crazy. Yeah, it's, like, it's like Lemieux and uh, and Gretzky Yager. esque. And yeah, Yager, and it's like, oh, it's yeah, scary that goal, to that watch. Goal, that goal last night did look like an early nineties goal. Like like that. No, none of those guys belong to be there with them. Connor like, McDavid took on four New York Rangers and put the puck in the net. Yeah. Uh, these are all professionals. They're, they're, I, you keep hearing about how oh, like the game is the game is now a lot more like closer and and you can't you can't play that way anymore because there's so much hitting and there's so much you know defensive prowess from the players and it's just, Connor McDavid during the regular season is playing head and shoulders above yeah. everybody like. And you know what? It's like I, I was I just watched the goal quickly before we signed on here. And I was doing what those defensemen were doing. <laughs> is this happening right? What what the hell is that? It, puck watching. It's a real problem. <laughs> it's a real it's a real phenomena. And you, you get you get <laughs> you might be able to get a defenseman and a goaltender to bite. He got Four skaters and the goalie to bite. And I'm the like, goalie. The goalie bit the hardest, too. That was the, hard, the hardest part to watch. It was it's, upsetting. It's like, wow, you don't need anybody else on the team. He literally took the puck out of the zone, waited for all the Oilers to get back on side, and goes back in and does that. It, you should be spanked. You were ahead. Like, something like 5-2, you lose 6-5. And it's yep. it's due to that man just sitting there and just going, no, we're not losing today, you know? Nope. And I remember I was watching Sidney Crosby when Sidney Crosby first came in, and he was trying to do stuff like that, you know, like dance around with the puck. 
but he'd cough it up or he'd lose it. He's had some beautiful goals, don't get me wrong. Sure. But I've, ne- I've never seen anything like that. And well, that's even talking about McDavid, Gretzky. McDavid made it look so easy, right? Yeah. Um, you know, you, you look at, like, some of the, the the great highlight reels of, like, Ovechkin where he's on his back and he's whipping it around. Like, you know, he had to, he had to do everything, throw the kitchen sink at them, right? McDavid, it was like he was in his garage with a tennis ball, you know, like in a couple of freaking uh, street cones. <laughs> it was like, what the? And he has, he has that mystique. He has that. He does the little nuance things. You have to really zoom in and like hockey camera, camera work just doesn't do it justice. No. I'm trying to capture what that kid's doing on the ice. And it's because no. you, you're not seeing what his eyes are doing, how he's looking people off and how he's fainting this way and fainting that way. And throwing a little, like, you know, a little stink leg into it and stuff like that. And it, the, the way that goalie bit on it. Ugh, oh, my was gosh. He it was, yeah. <laughs> it was, it was like, and he put uh, it right in the middle of the net. He made him bite so hard that he still put it right in the middle of the net. Not top corner. Just shoveled it in. Like, no that problem. Was the, that was the worst the, the worst catfish in professional sports since Mante Teo. <laughs> Hands down. <laughs> Hands down. Oh, my gosh. Well, I'm sure we're going to be talking a lot more hockey there coming up. We just started. Uh, NBA season's going along. Uh, we hosted – the Raptors hosted Cleveland, lost Hold by on one a point. You mm. just... uh, uh. Patrice Bergeron, I know it was against the Red Wings, but he put up four goals the other night. Very Three true. on the power play. Very true. And He's they're coming to town. They're coming to town tonight. I know. So get ready for that. Bergie's feeling himself. I know. He's I know. handsome. He's intelligent. He's the nicest guy in the fucking world. And he's probably the toughest guy on the planet. I'd, I'd be amazed if he doesn't have like nine broken ribs because he plays like that when he's when he's all banged up. Yeah. And it's, it's I, I like Tom Brady leaving. Everyone was very upset. I'm like, Bergeron's still here. You know, we lost Chara. <laughs> Bergeron's still here. Well, you lost Chara because you guys didn't sign him. Let's just get that straight it's, he wanted to we, stay we lost him ownership gave him away yeah yeah you know, ownership ownership that's that's on that yeah but yeah as long as bergeron's here that's why i'm gonna i'm a smiling idiot every week we talk hey man Doesn't it's very true happens. it's it, your 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 team still is always dangerous i mean it's as simple as that um yeah i'm not looking forward to seeing them tonight but oh yeah and then there's Pasternak and marshand and you know go from there yeah. oh yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No okay. crazy, no rask, no big deal. Yeah. Please first run. I'll see you tonight, buddy. It's a shame. It's a shame you have to watch that in your blues. Man. But yeah, yeah. So Who's getting the start tonight, Jack Campbell. I think I think it's gonna be Jack Campbell. Yeah, because he had a he had a night of rest and it is Boston. I mean Mrazic wouldn't be a bad one to go either. So but uh yeah, yeah, uh, always played well against uh the Bruins. So yeah, absolutely Carolina. Man. Um yeah, I, I am gonna be there. I'm representing the Canadian Armed Forces tonight at, at the game. Uh and so close to Remembrance Day for the Americans Veterans Day. Uh it's quite the honor. So uh Lest yeah. We forget. Yeah. So I'm, yeah, lest we forget. I'm wearing my poppy today, too. So, <laughs> no, um, it's not, not too early. Yeah. So it's, uh, yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be fun out there. Um, I wanted to talk about since we're, we're, we're closing down hockey here right now. So we'll, we'll be talking more about it, I'm sure. Lover to Shara. 
just won the light heavyweight championship last week. And we how haven't even had that, a chance. How, we haven't had a chance that? to think that. We're already moving into another fight here, another pay-per-view tonight. But yeah, and that was a free pay-per-view too. Yeah. Like that was that was a, that was one of the free paper. That was a, a numbered UFC event. That was the first one in like 15 years that Bruce Buffer wasn't at too. Crazy. Um, and numbered, he hasn't missed a numbered event since like UFC 12 or something like that. Maybe 20 years. I don't know. He's like the Iron Man. Just a wild, wild event. It just capped off with Glover to share. Who I'm like, I, I, I was sitting there thinking, I'm like, why the hell is he even fighting for the title? <laughs> and, they, they, and you know, it's just like you think about it, it's like, well, you know, you got some banged up bodies. You got the, you know, the John Jones situ- situation. Um, he's he's not doing his fighting in the cage these days, apparently. Um, you know, and then uh, Glover Glover to share, who I've always been such a huge fan of. He's such a personality. He's a good guy. Right? He is a good guy, which is great to see in a sport like that. It's such yeah. a violent sport, and um, yeah, Jan Blahovich uh, Blahovich there, no joke. He earned that strap, and he got it taken away from him by a seasoned vet. How good does that feel to watch one of the old guys pulling in? Oh, I was just saying. I mean, he's not he's not a young spree chicken. I remember the last time I saw Glover to share three. Yeah, like when he was actually in title contention, was fighting Anthony Rumble Johnson. We were talking during that fight. And yeah, and Rumble hit him so hard his tooth flew out. I, I will never forget that. And I'm just like, holy smokes. To see him win a strap, that's great. Um, it makes me sit there though and go, man, was John Jones that good? Yeah. Like that title did not switch hands unless John Jones was getting suspended or something. And then Daniel Cormier would come in and then hold yeah. on to that strap and then lose it to yeah. John Jones, <laughs> you yeah. know? And now no John Jones, Cormier retires. This title is switching hands. And, and that seems to be the thing right now is that titles are going to switch hands. I don't think Nganu is going to be holding on to that title for very long against Cyril Gain once they, once they fight, you know? Um, he, Peter Jan right now just won what he 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 beat Corey Sandhagen. Was that like a reunification? Like they have to do a reunica- reunification one now? Yeah. yeah like what's happening with Aljamain Sterling? Why didn't he fight? That was originally the card. Yep. I'm not sure what happened with Aljo. Um, yeah, he won it um, in an auspicious situation, right? Like it was a, yeah. it was a weird way to win it. Um, he won. I, I don't think yeah. he won. I don't think he really has like ownership. Like, again, when John Jones has the belt, it's his fucking belt. And yeah. even when someone else gets it, you're just like, yeah, enjoy it for now. You're just keeping yeah. it warm for him. You know what I mean? Like, well, and the same thing with Stipe in the, in the heavyweight division. It's like, yeah, it, you know, time and tide in Stipe Miocic. Um, but now I, I, I don't know. I, I, I can't, I can't imagine Glover Teixeira holding on to that, that light heavyweight title for very long with all the killers that's in that division. There's so many good guys uh, in that division. And there's that's a lot thing. of young, a lot of young guys that are fighting on these undercards that are looking astounding. Yes. Right. Who look like they're, they're the, the next generation. And it, it, we're just in a weird time right now across all yeah. the divisions. It just, it just feels like there's a void. And right now we're just waiting for somebody to come up and step up into that again. But it's good to see title switching hands. Like it makes it a little bit more entertaining because sure. it's just like, Hey, uh, it's like it's like the UFC back in the day when you had, uh, you know, nobody 
who's going to hold it? <laughs> who's yeah. going to hold it after this? You yeah, know, it was, it was Randy Couture, t- uh, Chuck Liddell, Tito Ortiz. Like, you know, yeah. they were all just kind of trading back and forth. Um, and the funny thing is, you still have two divisions that are completely tied up with champions. I don't see losing in the next three or four years with right. uh, Izzy uh, Adesanya there and uh, Kamaru Usman at Welterweight, who's fighting tonight. Colby yeah, Covington. I guess Colby, Colby, Colby Covington, and man, I am stoked. I'm not going to be able to watch that fight, but I am super stoked about that fight. When you think about that, I just want to see Covington just get beat up, beat up, which and is probably going to happen. It's probably going to happen, and that that's crazy to think because Covington has these personality aside, which I don't think it's his real personality. He's playing heel, right? Um, that's that's what he's got to do to put food on his plate, I guess. So, right, right. That's on him. Uh, <laughs> but well, in the in the cage and in the gym, he is a motherfucker. He right. his output is historic, never seen before. Right. right. His toughness is historic, never seen before. Um, his ability is historic. Right. But the problem is, is right now, generationally, he's got Kamaru Usman. Yeah. Um, who. Another guy I don't love personality wise, but he, you just, it, you, we're seeing something special with that division yeah, right now. Absolutely. It, you know, the only, the only way I saw Kamar Usman really having some trouble was if Habib's dad didn't die and he gets bored beating up 155 and then goes to right. 170. That's it. You know, puts on 20 pounds of muscle and then decides to bounce up there because that's the only yeah. way I saw Kamar Usman, you know, getting d- dismantled there. And, uh, that's not going to happen. All right, just a quick a quick question for you, quick hypothetical. Kamara Usman's in his prime. We we would all agree with that. 100%. Who would win a fight between Kamara Usman and George St. Pierre, both in their primes? Probably Marty, probably Usman, and just just so? because yeah, just because. Um, the expectation wasn't as high for a St. Pierre. He was, he was above the expectation. Right. St. Pierre was above. He was, he was the future at the time. Right. right. He was ahead of the curve. Right. But Usman's ahead of the curve now. Right. And we're only five, six years removed from a George St. Pierre, you know, just exiting his prime, Um, you know, being in his prime or, you know, on the tail end of his prime. Right. Uh, But the game, the game has elevated so much lately. That if, again, if we're doing this thing, we stick, you know, St. Pierre in his prime in the time capsule and unleash him today. I'm not sure it's at the point where it needs to be. Now, don't forget, don't forget those. If, if St. Yeah. Pierre's, if St. Pierre's coming up at the same time as Usman, mm. I think that's a different conversation. Right. Right. So if we're talking about each in their prime, it's Usman's prime expectation is so much higher, and he's exceeding that. Don't forget too, though. Like in the U.S., you guys had MMA gyms everywhere. You know, like we have a boxing coach, we have a wrestling coach, we have everything like that. When 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 George St. Pierre was doing it, there was none of that in Canada. He literally had to go and independently get people teach me some boxing. Go to the Canadian wrestling team and oh, he had to get that drunk Frenchman uh, Muay Thai fighter. (laughs) 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 Came out of kickbox. So one of my you know favorite what? moments on The Ultimate Fighter was that, that yeah. crazy drug bastard beating up, beating the hell out of everyone twice his size. <laughs> Hammered, reeking of cigarettes. That's what St. Pierre had to put together. And then he, he was lucky to meet a, a guy in, uh, in TriStar Gym there. Yeah. Um, and, you know, they got, they got the, the most juice from the squeeze. On yeah. Him and, uh, but, yeah, you know, and again, that's, that's, that goes back to this conversation where you have to really frame, it, frame the question appropriately. 
is Joy St. Pierre coming up now? Because Canada's got a very robust um, Ms. Now Pierre it does. Network. Yes, yes. Yep. And the, the United States has only gotten better. That's right. right. There's, there's right now, like when I was a kid, when I was, when I was training, I had to drive 30 miles north, 30 miles west, 30 miles south. Yeah. Right? Now I have like eight gyms right here in town. Right. Right. So and probably just, with people that are used to fight too. They're yeah. There and just, oh, yeah. yeah. So you, you have some real talent that's teaching talent, you know? So yeah. And I think, talent. I think George St. Pierre, if he came up at the same time as Usman, he would be unstoppable um, to answer your question. I think if yeah. he came up at the same time, I think it would be kind of a one, two thing. And, you know, that's what that's what's so important about a fight like tonight is because Colby Covington does have a little bit of that tenacity. He that does. George St. Pierre had where I'm not going to get beat. I'm going to I'm going to work so darn hard in the gym. So fight night's easy. Yeah. Right. Um, problem is Kamar Usman's. I don't know if it's Nigeria. I don't know if it's something in the water. over there. <laughs> they just they just grow them different because you look at Nganu, <laughs> Adesanya. It's you crazy. I mean? It's crazy. But what's even scarier is Usman's little brother. You ever seen that dude fight? Muhammad no, I haven't. No, no. Oh, I think he's fighting like cage titans or something like that. Like wow. he's twice Usman's size. He's fucking terrifying. He's losing fights, um, but I think I think he's just young. Um, yeah, you know, just but, coming up. Yeah, something about Nigeria, man. Um, you know, you know which fight sticks out at me right now though. That Justin Gaethje Michael Chandler fight. Oh yeah, Michael Chandler is perennially. He's like the gatekeeper, right? If if you can deal with him, um, yeah. But they were trying to sell us a bill of goods that this guy was the next big thing. At one fifty five, you know that that was that was a real conversation because it was such a stout division. The way he came out and handled um, what was his name, Uh, Hooker. Yeah, he handled Dan Hooker. Not yeah, Dan Hooker, real real quick, like. But then his next fight done that to him before. But then his next fight, he was just running the mill. And yeah, now you got to fight. We, we've seen we've seen that uh, Chandler in the past with uh, 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 the the uh, the pitbulls there, um, Patricio and uh, Patricky there. Like they you know they beat Chandler. Yeah, Chandler could be beat. Um, well, but, you know, Chandler, Chandler's Chandler's Chandler had to elevate in the UFC. Yeah, and he had to you know step his game up, and I think he's doing that, and I think he'll settle in. And the UFC is doing a great job with him. Yeah. by not by not slow playing him. You know, the U.S. Has, has a history of slow playing. Guys who was it? Who was it? He lost to again. That was a uh, another another guy that's been in the UFC forever, and I can't remember his name right now. Jeez uh, um, Louise! I can't believe I got you on this. <laughs> oh my god! It wasn't Oliveira? Was it? Yeah, Oliveira. That's exactly it. Yeah. And and again, that that that's that's part of this too. Is like what Oliveira was putting together. He's not a slouch. And no, he's not a slouch. Still, it's it's still the most dangerous division in all of sport. But Habib was there, right? Habib yeah. was there, and Justin Gaethje is probably the best one fifty fiver at that moment when he fought Habib, mm-hmm. and then Habib made him look like he's playing with a child, and that's what Michael Chandler was trying to bring onto himself. Habib, no, no, you're not that. He's he's an older guy too, Chandler. He's not young. He's not a young spring chicken. Oh, he's like thirty six. Yeah, thirty six or something like that. Yeah. So you know he's been he's been around the block. He, you know, but they were really trying that, to sell that's, him. That's that's the problem though. Is like and the UFC. It was it was a good move, right? Because you're yeah, strong. Of course it was one fifty five, and uh, you got a guy like Chandler who a is in a position that you can snag him up, right? 
Like, uh, you know, he wasn't he wasn't getting the respect he deserved over there in Pelotor. Right. Um, you know, he wasn't getting the shine that he really deserved. Right. He gets over to the UFC. Dana White does his his diligence and, and makes sure this guy feels wanted and respected and stuff like that. I think that's really all it was. I don't think they played it up like he was going to be God's gift to the 155 division. He put him in the scariest division. Are you division kidding me? It's Are the you scariest division kidding me right now? Listen, because okay, when I, I hear one, when I, I hear when I hear Joe Rogan when I hear Joe Rogan one name for you. I got one name for you. Sugar right. Sean O'Malley. Oh, that guy's garbage. Sugar uh, Sean O'Malley. Uh, continue, they pushed that guy. Who continues to fight nobodies? Yeah, right. And he's fighting another nobody tonight, um, or the next card. I think it might be this yeah. card. Um, another guy that's not even top fifteen. Yeah, right. I I, I don't want to hear it about Michael Chandler. Michael Chandler's, you know, he's. I, I think Michael Chandler's getting what he deserves. He was a Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan built that guy up like he's Joe Rogan builds these Joe guys Rogan, up. Joe you ever notice that? He paid him what he deserved on that one. He paid him what he deserved on that one. And Joe Rogan's not a company man because otherwise he'd be running uh, riding. No, but Joe uh, Rogan brings guys. in his buddy Ben Askren, and Ben Askren turns out to be a big flop. And then he goes and he loses to an internet uh, YouTube sensation. It's like, uh, man, he flop. He didn't even train. For, that's not a real fight. That was a payday. That was that was the <laughs> WWE. I think I think Ben knocks him out. No problem. <laughs> well, you don't come in looking like a bag of milk. Jeez, <laughs> it's it's the easiest uh, you know million bucks he ever had to earn in his entire career. So, and he's a Wisconsin boy. That money's gonna go very very far for him out there. You know, that's that's like that's like him two and, billion in, in L.A. Him and Cole Caulfield and uh, G.G. Watts all gonna be hanging out there. Right? Yeah, <laughs> you can buy a you can buy about a lot of Bush lattes with that kind of coin. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I honestly don't think it was so egregious what uh, what Joe Rogan did. Joe Rogan, and again, Joe Rogan's not a company man. He does he only does certain UFC events, you know, n- numbered UFC yeah. events in the United hey, States. Don't get me wrong, I love Joe, Joe Rogan all the time. I love Joe Rogan, but yeah, he, you know, like whenever I hear him talking about a fight, it's like, listen, man, not everybody is that good. You <laughs> keep saying, it. and I understand he's trying to sell a fight. I understand that. You know, they're all trying to yeah, sell a fight. Of but uh, I don't know, man. If I saw if I saw Joe Rogan like every fight, if he was talking up Sage Northcutt, if he was talking up Sugar Sean O'Malley, if he was talking up like you know these guys that were the UFC poster boys, then I would be grossed out by it. Right, but Chandler right. was brought in because Chandler wanted to test himself. But that's that's what Dana grosses White me out. To test the one fifty five, and I yeah. think Joe Rogan. I think everything he said because what Ch- Chandler's resume walking into the UFC was it was stout. It was it was yeah. it was impressive. No, it I was. Think Joe Rogan spoke appropriately about it, and it was exciting to see because Chandler is. He belongs to be there. He deserves to be there. Yeah. And then if he yeah. were to fight her Habib, you would have seen exactly how childlike he was. Well, Habib does that to everybody. I know. <laughs> They're all children compared to Habib. <laughs> <laughs> Guy stayed in freaking Dagestan. Like he can go anywhere in the world. And he's like, nah, this is it. This is you this notice is real shit. Last week's card, how many people from Dagestan and Russia that was fighting on that card? It was crazy. Be, everybody in Dagestan can be a UFC fighter. That's exactly it. It's like it's crazy. In Nigeria, man. I don't know what the fuck it is. It's like you just find some guy that's selling peanuts. He could probably give him five years. He'll be a fucking champion. Well, that's it, man. You know, it's crazy. It's crazy. All right, you man. Know, again, I, I don't bust. I don't bust Michael Chandler's balls over the Charles Oliveira. Charles Oliveira is legit. I think he's the. Real he player. is legit. He I is don't. Legit. I, I don't think he'll be able to hold on to that belt very long, just because of how dangerous that division is. Yes, Poirier's still fighting. Gaethje's still fighting. Like these guys are still. They're in their primes. 
Poirier, Poirier, okay, like the unfortunate thing is that he fought uh, Conor, McGreg- uh, Conor McGregor twice, okay? Yep. So that level of competition for him probably went down because he's fighting a guy that really hasn't fought for that many years. So if you're going to go up, kicks. you know what I mean? <laughs> you're, if you're going to go up against an Oliveira or anybody like that, you're going to have to now train that's even harder. He, that's what he's doing next. Yeah. That's what he's got next. You know, that's and, and justifiably so. Justifiably so. I mean, he, he's earned it. Yes. You know, he should have fought for the title before he fought Conor McGregor a second time. McGregor yeah. is, is ah, he's just a sideshow now. He, McGregor keeps the, the lights on, as I like to say. Yeah. You know, that's I, how you pay your bills. True enough. You know, I, I don't like waking up in the morning and, and working, but I that's how I keep the lights on. You got to do that's something it. gross occasionally. <laughs> all right, man. We're I all, think we're I all think. Whores. Ah! <laughs> we're all and whores. Dana and Dana White's the pimp, right? <laughs> it's not a bad pimp to have. Good Boston boy. <laughs> I don't know. Would yeah. you want to take? Would you want to take a slap from that there? All powdered up, his hand all powdered up. He's coming across there to. Now that dude used to box and probably all mobbed up. I'm all set. Oh, for sure, he looks mobbed up. <laughs> yeah. So I, 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 know, I, know, I know you're trying to get your uh, your beauty rest there before your big your big night tonight. But what do you what do you think of all this uh, fighter compensation talk around the UFC and Dana White? Because he's 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 eating his shirt on this. Like everyone's everyone's got something to say about it. And well, the one thing the Pauls the one thing the Pauls the Paul brothers actually did whether it's by accident or, you know, they just ended up picking up this mantle after the fact, but showing that, Hey, I put up fights and I'm paying these guys. And you know, that the UFC has been around that long. They could pay these guys a lot more, you know, and you think about after taxes, after you pay your cut, man, your, your uh, whole entire ringside uh, people there that are training you and everything like that. How much you're really walking home with if you're not top talent, what? Yeah. 10, 20,000 maybe after taxes. Sure. And you're all beat up and you got medical bills. And it's like, it's. So, you know, my, my whole thing is, and, and, you know, um, I've thought a lot about this. So I, I understand I'm kind of putting you on the spot here. Uh, but my whole thing is, is we've seen a pattern with the UFC where they're reinvesting every dollar into the organization. Right. Right. And what we're seeing is, the UFC performance institutes around the world, making sure they're tapping into um, these different regions around the world, like, like China, uh, Mexico, they're building a new UFC, UFC PI. They have Vegas. They, they got one down in South America. Um, they're really tapping into these, uh, these regions and giving fighters the best, right? The best place to train access to the best, um, you know, um, uh, you know, sports like uh, physiologists and stuff like that. Um, they built their own fucking arena. The Apex right. Arena. That's not a rinky dink arena, you know. And, right. and what I what I see what I see is happening is very similar to the NFL, Major League Baseball, and and hockey. Right. There was a time when they were playing in borrowed barns, right. And now they own their own shit. They own everything. Right. They own right. every every bit of it. TV revenue, merchandise, all that shit. Mm-hmm. They own every every penny. Yeah. UFC for a long time has been running around to other people's arenas and stuff like that. Right. And they have to pay those people a lot of money. And by, by creating the apex arena, now they have a place where that it's tailored for the sport. It's not a secondhand thing. They're not playing on a nice rink. Right. Right. They're there. I think that, I think if, if we weren't seeing that, if we weren't seeing the reinvestment, I would be grossed out by it. 
I think in our life, lifetimes, we're going to see this be guys getting $80 million contracts. I think within the next 10 years, we're going to start. I would say, why players. isn't that happening right now? Because here's, here's my thing. Golden Boy Productions, Don King, all these boxing guys, do they own their own studios and places to train? Nope. No, they don't. But they give it to their fighters because they know they're putting something out. People do are going to buy it. There's, there's a lot of guys that weren't getting paid. There was a lot of guys that weren't getting paid. The checks were bouncing from Golden Boys. Don King's one of the greatest thieves of all time. Uh-huh. Whatever, whatever those guys were making, he was making – like Mike Tyson was broke. Yeah, he Mike did Tyson get fleeced. Broke. Yeah, he right? did get that's, fleeced. That's what they were doing these fighters. Not to mention the support that the UFC gives you in terms of like medical, mental health shit, um, promotion, like all that stuff. The amount of money you make to wear a Venom kit down to the ring alone, that's what you don't see. We see the purse, and we sit right. there and say, oh, that's disgusting. That's only a little you – know, not looking at the sponsorship. This is an event that people watch all the time now on ESPN. Of course, fairly cheaply. Yeah, it's 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 out there. It's it's you know on 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 network television, on cable television. It's yeah. it's 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 there, right? But the thing is, though, is that yeah, that purse is still tiny. It's tiny. Yeah, sure, Venom. Everybody gets a little cut of that. That's fine, but. That purse is disgusting when you think about some of the things that these guys are going through. And yeah. I understand you've, you've, you've made, this is what you're going to do. You're going to fight. This is what you want to make your money. Yep. But. Here's my, here's my question though, right? Mm-hmm. Look at all those other organizations, right? Yeah. They're not organizations. They're purely promotions. Right. But UFC is an actual organization. They employ like 500 people around the world. Right. Full time. Right. Right. Golden Boy doesn't do that. No, right? they, they deal with like independent people. I could go out and do IT on my own. I would have to pay my own health insurance, my own, um, you know, take care of my own right. taxes and all the other shit. I'd have to pay people out of pocket to do that. Right. Right. If and again, I was I was a fighter when I was younger. I thought I wanted to do that for a living. Right. right. There was there was there was a good six years of my life where I was real stupid because it was it w- really wasn't an option back then. <laughs> like, yeah. Like if I could look back then and be like, just stop this entirely. Go to fucking college, right? Yeah. But it's like, now, wh- my, my question is, the UFC has like 550 fighters in the roster. Right. Right. They have the contender series. Right. Where guys who aren't UFC caliber talents are now getting fucking television time. Right. They're getting their names out there. They're getting followers no, absolutely. on social media. Yeah. They're getting yeah. all this shit, right? All baked into this thing and the opportunity to go out there to UFC. Why are they doing business with the UFC? Because that is now the pinnacle of what mixed martial arts is. Sure. But it's Bell, no Bell different. Pays more. It's Gold no, Boy pays more. Why don't you go to Golden Boy? It's no different than the WWE. Is that what we're saying then? Is that the UFC is nothing more than just a regional conglomerate system now that has happened that's now worldwide? The WWE, you know? no matter what has happened, the WWE's put a product out consistently. Yes, they through, have. Through the ups and downs through, through the economy and all the other shit. All the horror stories you hear from the 70s, it's gotten better for those guys. Right. We've seen we've seen noted progress. Absolutely. Every, ge- every, every generation has, has, has improved off the yeah. backs of the guys that went before them. This is progress. Yeah. It's going to be painful. It's going to happen. The NFL has been around a long time. Yes, they have. Fucking time. NBA has yeah. been around a very long fucking time to get to the point now where the players have so much say and so much control and so much power. They wouldn't be shit without the NBA. Right. Right. The NBA had the, you know, 
look at look at the city of Lowell, the canals that made this city great, right? The yeah. Industrial Revolution was born here. There's dead Irish hey, people just buried in those canals. That's that's why we were able to do this. Don't don't sit there and just all of a sudden understate though the NFL films. NFL films put NFL on the map as far as I'm concerned. I mean, along with all the TV rights, but when you're looking at that stuff, you ever want to get indoctrinated into football, NFL films is the best way. They're going to show you everything from their history, and it's all exciting to watch because the way that they filmed it and the music and everything, it just gets you into it, you know? Yep. And that's, uh, that's what you get. Like the PFL and Bellator, yeah. they, don't, they don't deliver the way the UFC can. You don't have the outreach. The well, that's the thing with the, with the UFC, with the fight pass and everything that you're getting. I will agree with you. You're, like, you're starting yeah. to see like, oh, we have fights from and, here and, and everything and like that. The, yeah. And the UFC, if you look at what the NBA is doing with the WNBA, right? Subsidizing yeah. the WNBA because it's a product that no, nobody wants to watch. I'm sorry. Yeah. Nobody wants to watch the WNBA. I, 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 I like also, I, I watch curling. I don't want to watch the W fucking NBA. It's boring, right? But those, those ladies are making a, a good amount of money because the NBA is able to invest in that. Right. The UFC hey, does I'm, that with Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, submission yeah. wrestling, like all that other shit. They, 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 the way that they reinvest, they make sure that everyone can get their money. Everyone has food on the fucking table and light the uh, roof yeah. over their head and lights on. Right. Yeah. If, if, if in 10 years, in 10 years, if you're still alive, in 10 years, if the UFC pay hasn't, hasn't, you know, grown significantly to where we're all satisfied, I'll be with you. I'll be appalled. I think that, I think it's too soon though. This we're, let's we're it, talking let's about give it a, a decade. organization. Let's give it another decade. You're right. They are. They're like a relatively like what 30 years now, maybe, maybe. And, and even then you can't count. you gotta you gotta count it to 98 when Zufa bought them. I guess that's a good point. That's, that's a good that's point. A different organization. Yeah. It used to be the Gracies. Yeah, you're absolutely correct. I, I right. want to talk about that for a couple of weeks, so I'm glad we got it out. We got it out there. We got it out there. <laughs> but now we're gonna have to rush through this NFL week. So oh, yeah. Let's pick some plays. Pick some plays. Let's do it. So everybody saw the Colts and the Jets. Yay. Thursday night game. Uneventful. Very good. Cool. But Poor Mike White. Jeez. Yeah, he got injured, didn't he? Yeah. He looked great. And, uh, <laughs> and fucking, nope. Then uh, Jordan Johnson or James Johnson, whatever his name is, came out there. It was like, oh, boy. What happened but, to Joe Flacco? Didn't he sign that joker? I, I was wondering the same thing. I was like, where, where the fuck did he go? <laughs> he still he still has all the money from that Baltimore contract. Yeah, like he's just sitting there like, ah. He's <laughs> probably in Maui with Brad right now. Oh, my God. Yeah, right now. They, uh, the Jets are playing. Uh, no, I'm going to be out somewhere else. All right, speaking of the Raiders, Raiders got the Giants in New York. It does not look good. I don't know. This is the one Raiders, of those things that Raiders are probably going to win. Yeah, yeah, they have the talent. The Giants suck. Um, and this is something that the team can sit there and just get on the field and rally around. Yeah. And they have this whole thing, you know, it can't get any worse. It can. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> Josh Jacobs is going to break his knee probably. Man. Falcon Saints. I mean, the Saints just lost Winston, Jameis Winston, even though that was a great game beating Tampa. Yep. But I don't know who's going to pull him through. <laughs> Alvin Kamara is still healthy. Yes, he is. And their defense is really good. Michael Thomas Saints. is gone, though. It's fine. Yeah. You can afford to lose Michael Thomas. You cannot afford to lose Alvin Kamara. Hey, but Matt Bryan, he's not great, but he's still a veteran quarterback. I mean, it'll be interesting. That's a coin flip for me, that game. 
It really I just, is. I just hate Matt Ryan. <laughs> they, I'm not a big look, fan they either. Good, they looked good last week, but yeah. And then we got Bills Jaguars, and uh, that's Bills all day. Yeah, all day. Uh, <laughs> no yeah, shit. yeah. That's yeah. That's not even a thing. And again, homeboy in Jacksonville is just like I'm loving all this other news because my <laughs> <laughs> nobody's talking about me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Trevor Lawrence dance is just gone. <laughs> you know what it reminds me of? Who is uh, Peyton and Eli's father? They're uh... Archie. Archie, Archie Manning in New Orleans, you know, like a great talent gets destroyed over in New Orleans, just not used. That's what's happening with him in Jacksonville right now. It's like, oh, Trevor Lawrence, yeah, you're getting abused. And he's a weird looking kid. It's, it's brutal. <laughs> he can't grow a mustache, that poor kid, man. Oh, you can't blame him, though. Can't blame him. That's no, not something that's not you could do or you can't, right? So he's he's fine. It's a it's an organization with a working quarterback right now. They'll be fine. Yeah. Browns Bengals. Battle of Ohio. Yeah. yeah. And after Cincinnati lost last week. <laughs> to the Jets. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I expect them to be coming out in full tilt against the Browns. Uh, this, is, this has get right game written all over it. Yeah, I don't think the Browns, and I hate to say it, they're probably not going to pull it out because their defense is just not good enough. Like, uh, am I wrong in saying that? Like, they only have one player. Yeah, is one man. That's exactly it. But he's one man. (laughs) Yeah, sure. You lead. You lead the league in sacks, but where's the rest of your D? Yeah, Joe Burrow's is very. He's a very quick release. He's a very good quarterback. He can kill the real deal. He's got a dangerous receiving core. He's got a tight end that's actually one who's another there. Um, Joe Mixon. Joe Mixon's doing a good job over there too. Yeah, and they got some IJP Ryan buying Joe, Joe Mixon there, so they're, 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 I think they're going to do a 50 50 split this week. Yeah, it's crazy to see when you have a talent like Joe Mixon. And then, it's uh, crazy. Yeah, so just sick. Yeah, I, th- I think it's Cincinnati all day. All right, Patriots Panthers. I think the Thank Patriots God. are going to win this game. I think they can too. Uh, you know, Mac Jones is, um, you know, I was, I, I, he didn't pass the sniff test for me early on. Right, but I'm quietly eating crow over here. He's he's very smart with the ball. Yeah, Out of the rookie class. He's he's looking like he's the best, yeah. the absolute best right now. And with, uh, with with the least, I think too, with the yeah. least talent around him. They they don't have a running back core. They don't have a good wide receiver core. No, that, yeah, yeah. I, I'm I'm picking the Patriots on this one. I am. Yeah. And again, you know. I, I'm I'm happy to see Sam Darnold and Robbie Anderson out of the Jets organization, down there where they can you know really uh, really open it up. I wish the best for best for the Panthers. I've always had a soft spot in my heart for them, but it's the Patriots yeah. this week. That's it. Broncos Cowboys. That's Cowboys all day, all yeah, is day. Dak playing? Even without Dak, I still think like the Broncos are a mess. <clears throat> Yeah, you I was know, expecting just, a lot they more. Just got, they just got their slot receiver Jerry Judy back. Um, Teddy Bridgewater, you know, he's still still feeling himself out a little bit. Yeah, yeah. You got Melvin Gordon. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if Dak's back or not. I, uh, he could be. He could be. Yeah. Because it was just a sprain, if I'm not mistaken. So yeah, he no, I could think, be I think back. All signs are pointing to him returning, but yeah, yeah, I think we're going to see a Dak attack if he is back on the field because he yeah. always has when he comes back. It's it's really oh, hard to watch. Man possessed. The other man possessed. Yeah. Uh, Vikings Ravens. Yeah, that's come on, come on. Unless Kirk Cousins pull out a miracle, 
Yeah, he's going to need it in his weird uh, van from his uh, grandmother. He's going to need a miracle. Um, but what, what, what Lamar Jackson is doing, a mobile quarterback with a very accurate arm. Yeah. You hate to see it in Baltimore. <laughs> doesn't he? Doesn't he lead? Doesn't he lead even the running backs in rushing? Like it's crazy. Lamar Jackson is like <laughs> stupid. Yeah, he's he's an absolute force. It's so Unbelievable. Much fun to watch. Yeah, and, and all the injuries they had earlier on in the season, and still oh, yeah. he's sitting there just like in contention. It's amazing. Crazy, absolutely amazing. Texans Dolphins. Uh, Ugh. it's a game. It's a football game. Yeah, it is. Um, I don't. I don't know what to say about that. Um, you, you want to talk about the Cleveland Browns of the NHL being the Sabers? I think the Miami Dolphins are quickly becoming the Cleveland Browns of the NFL. The, Unbelievable. The way they, yeah. The way they're mismanaging shit with the uh, Tua there. Oh. Um, Can you imagine Washington seeing all that show. stuff? Yeah, exactly. Like you're the starting quarterback. You're seeing all this stuff Young coming kid. up by management. Like that can't be good Young for your kid. confidence. No. They, they they handled that all wrong, but oh, yeah. again, you got Gasecki there. You got um, uh, Miles Gaskin, uh, running back. Um, you you got uh, Jalen Waddle. They have they have stuff. Um, so I, I'm picking the Dolphins for this one. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Texans. I don't know why. I think Tyrod Taylor's back. Yeah. <laughs> I think that makes My, the difference. And, you know, Mark Ingram's starting to show flashes of uh, you know Mark Ingram of. Uh, of Baltimore, the, uh, you know, uh, well, even back the Saints days, just being oh like, yeah, oh, yeah, rock, you know what I mean, like yeah. If he can get that going again, they're gonna that you know, he's a dangerous man in the red zone. If he can get that going again, then they can take him with some games. Absolutely, Chargers Eagles. That's I Chargers. Love Hurts. I love uh, Justin uh, Herbert, Herbert, there, but yeah, um, I, the I Chargers. Love Jalen Hurts do well. But yeah, I, I think, think it'll be competitive, but I think the Chargers yeah. are gonna get this one. Yeah. Packers, Chiefs. Packers, Chiefs. Ugh, another couple of dumpster fires right now. Yeah, yeah. Who I'm picking the Chiefs to be in this situation. Really? I know. I am. I'm picking the Chiefs. I'm picking the Chiefs. Oh, you have, Jordan you have Love. To pick them every week, almost right? Like, cause like, yeah. This might the, be the it's, game. It's still the Chiefs. Yeah. What, what, That's it. If they if they if the Chiefs lose this one, are they done for the season? Like, are they just toast? I think you have to. Yeah, you have to they, call. What do they have? Season. Two wins. Two I think wins so. The they're they're really bad. <laughs> they're really bad. And if you so, lose to this Packers team, and, and I know Devontae Adams is out there, that Aaron Jones, it's still a, a scary squad, but it is. There's no Aaron Rodgers. No, it's Jordan Love. So unless Jordan Love comes out there and is like, you know, great, then yeah, I don't see that happening. Uh, Cardinals so Niners. You taking Packers in that one? I'm taking the Chiefs. Ugh, I'll take the Packers. All just right. For, just for the podcast. I love it. I love it. Uh, Cardinals Niners. This is this is a toughie. I, I love the, I love what the Cardinals are doing. Um, but the Niners, they Debo Samuel. He's a scary dude, and yeah. um, Jimmy and G also, uh, can just show flashes of genius occasionally. Yeah, and um, the tight ends back there too for the yeah, Niners as well. Kittle. Kittle. So yeah, it's going to be a real rivalry there. Uh, I think the Cardinals are going to try to bounce back though. It's yeah, going to be by a field goal. Yeah. It's going to be a close one, though. Uh, Titans-Rams. 
Uh, all right. So one of the other big stories of the week, uh, Deshaun Jackson's out. Van Jefferson, they put all their stock in a young wide receiver there who can stretch the uh, stretch the field. Uh, Matt Stafford's Matt Stafford. He's living his best life out there. Um, yeah, I think it's going to be Rams all day. I think it's the Rams too. I, I can't see Tennessee weathering this one. And then lastly, on the Monday night game, Steelers-Bears. Ugh. What, these primetime games? I know, they're horrible. <laughs> they're absolutely horrible. Watching the Jets Colts on Thursday. Who's got the Sunday night game, the Rams? That's the Rams or the Titans, oh, yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's okay. Yeah. Okay, Monday night, Steelers-Bears. Well, Matt Nagy's going to give everyone COVID, so. Recipe's been Roethlisberger. I'm just taking him out. <laughs> I think Pittsburgh wins this one by a field goal. For the sake of Tomlin, I can't yeah. see Tomlin face that anymore. Yeah, he's not getting calls going his way right now. He's, no. he's getting. Ugh. Yeah, I'd like to see the Steelers win that one as well. Absolutely. Well, that brings us to another episode here. Uh, Reed, always fun when we have you here, man. I can't believe it. it you know, like uh, seamless, excellent. Great discussions. Can't wait to have you back. We're going to talk some more UFC because there's some good stuff happening there for sure. Oh, yeah. We're going to have to do a <laughs> catch-up sometime during the midweek to his digest on that one. I totally agree. So, as Brad likes to say, be good or be good at it. And yeah, I would say... look way better today, too. Well, thank you. Thank you. I turned down I the light. It's awesome. <laughs> All right. Well, everybody out there in podcast land, have a good one. We'll talk to you soon. You've listened to the podcast, but now it's time to visit us in our virtual sports bar. Get all of our info at guysbeersports.com, where you can find all the ways to connect with us. Watch for live conversations with Brad and Sean that happen throughout the week and join in with your favorite local beer. You can share your thoughts in the conversation comments with your own uploaded videos or even join us as a guest live commentator. The GBS Virtual Sports Bar is open for business. Come on in, boys and girls.